Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. The STR Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Mark on My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with MarketMySTR. I wanna talk about investing today and you're not ready to invest if we're gonna go over these items today. So I'm Bill Faith, welcome to the STR Unfiltered Podcast brought to you by Market My STR. Um, I'm excited to have you here listening today. I wanna to talk about uh, being prepared to invest. Number one, and a lot of people, there's not a lot of talk about this you know, on social media and in the, in the coaching stuff that I see. Number one, you need to make sure that you have plenty of money. Uh, so what I mean by that is, is after you make your investment, if you have $300,000 and that's all the cash that you have, that could be everything in your 401k, uh, your bank accounts, whatever, and you're going to invest 200000 to purchase a million dollar property on 20% down, and you're going to put 50000 into the property, that only leaves you with $50,000. That's not a lot of money, and that's probably not going to cover your carry costs, and it's most likely not going to cover your personal carry costs or your, your personal budget at home as well. So I want, you need to get your finances straight. And what I mean by that is, is number one, you need to know what's your personal budget at home. Is it $5,000 a month? Is it $10,000 a month? Is it $20,000 a month? And that can be for your personal mortgage, your car payments, you know, college loans, whatever that is, what's your hard carry costs at home? Uh, then number two, as we're moving forward, we need to make sure that we understand when we go buy a property that we need to budget for the post close cash investment as well. If you're not an experienced investor, if you're not highly bankable, it's going to be very challenging for you uh, unless you're just getting an absolutely smoking deal to where there's enough equity in the property, uh, which are few and far between today, uh, to be able to factor in your post-renovation costs into uh, your financing. So on a single family home, that's challenging for anybody. Uh, you typically need to get into multifamily and have the income approach uh, to be able to roll that in. Uh, and, you know, but some of us have been able to get, I've been able to get it done a few times in, in multifamily funding. With that being said, one of the things that I think, uh, is super important is you have your personal finances set. You have, you know, how much you're going to invest. You really need to set the budget total cash, not only the, the dollar amount to close, let's say it's a $500,000 property. It's going to cost you a hundred thousand. You need to budget three, three and a half percent. So 3000 to $3,500 for closing costs. Then you might have a $25,000, uh, you know, furnishing design or, or renovation budget. So if you take the 100 plus 3, that's 103 plus 25, we're now at 128000 uh, But then you, what you want to factor in is what is that mortgage going to cost you? So what are the total carry costs? Just let's keep it very simple. 
mortgage, insurance, utilities, cable, whatever the, the necessity is going to end up being water, you know, propane, if you have it. So if that, if that $500,000 house is going to cost you 3,500, you know, insurance is 500 and we're now at 4,000, let's say another thousand dollars and, uh, you know, a combination of lawn care utilities, whatever, we're at $5,000 a month at $60,000 a year. Are you comfortable just having three months emergency fund, six months emergency fund, or 12 months? I like to have somewhere between nine to 12 months. You just never know when something like COVID is going to happen and you don't want to get stay Alfred. If you're not familiar with stay Alfred, they're, they're literally, uh, they were an arbitrage company, a very large one that had places in Miami and Dallas and Austin and here in Nashville. And they went out of business within like 40, 45 days, uh, you know, of COVID hitting. They just didn't have enough cash runway to sustain any type of downturn. And I do not want that to happen to you. A lot of you are making huge risks. You're, you're investing, you know, your life savings into, you know, getting your first short-term rental or expanding to five or 10. What I can tell you is you need to plan down the road. You need to plan for that second one. If you're looking to come in and replace a W-2 or build, you know, X amount of cash flow or equity for a nest egg for retirement, then you need to understand that that second purchase is typically the hardest if you're not independently wealthy. Because you're going to put so much cash uh, that you have into property number one, it usually doesn't cash flow as much as you think it's going to in that first year. One, because you take too much time to start generating cash. So that means post-close, you might take a month or two months or three months to get the property ready. When an experienced investor like me knows how to prepare from contract to close, and I typically get them done in like eight to 10 days and start cash flowing immediately. So make sure you're ready to go and you understand what you need, the ducks and you need to get in a row, cash to close before you purchase, before you put something under contract, uh, you're gonna start sourcing during that time period. It's not just all about, you know, getting your financials together and getting appraisals and home inspections. There's preparation for the day that you close or even the week that you close. So as soon as you get that clear to close, then that's when you can start ordering all of your stuff. Then you go and you close. Now the clock's ticking every single day. If that's costing you $5,000 a month in your carry costs, and I'm not real smart, so I've got my handy dandy calculator here. 5,000 divided by 30 is $166.66. So if that takes you 166.66 times 21 days, three weeks, that costs you $3,500. People don't factor that into their performance on what they're looking at from an operational cost for year number one, the first 12 months, which starts from the date that you close. And they don't think, they don't budget that to suck that out of their profitability. They don't budget that in their cash on cash. These are all things that we need to factor in uh, before you're ready to purchase. The next thing is, is, how do you evaluate properties? You know, do you know how to run a performa? Do you have access to a legit performa? Look, there's a lot of bullshit calculators that are available. Uh, and all they are should just be for, you know, very remedial basic purposes. You should not be making a half a million dollar to one or two or three million dollar investment based off of these performance. Uh, the performance that we teach in our accelerator, the Super Team Accelerator pro program that I use in my mastermind, that I use in uh, the Super Team War Room, which is the best of the best, the highest end investors in our space, has like 13 pages to it. 13 pages. Right, so we're running multiple scenarios, multiple forecasts, multiple interest rates, multiple terms, uh, multiple revenue projections. We're looking at construction loans, interest only periods, all of these types of things to see where the, the investment's gonna work the best. 
We're not just going to a bank and they're telling us, okay, 20% down, $500,000, $100,000, $103,000 to close, uh, and we'll amortize you over 20 years. It's not that simple. We want to run all of the scenarios available to us. We need to call utility companies. We need to request from sellers, you know, past statements so we can get a real representation of what we're investing into. Then I'm going to overestimate expenses by 10%. I'm going to underestimate revenue by 10%. That gives me a 20% delta right in the middle. That gives That's my security blanket is having that delta. That's something that's super important to me because I do not want to make a bad deal. If you can nail all of these things, have your personal finances ready to go, understand what your personal budget is and your carry costs are, make sure you have enough cash for six months to 12 months to be able to support yourself. I think personally you should have 12 months. Then look at what your total investment budget's gonna be. What percentage of your total you know, cash on hand are you willing to invest to buy a property and to rehab or redesign it? Uh, then number two is you need to learn how to evaluate a property with the performers, with the right tools. I use STR Insights and AirDNA uh, to get my data. I'm running a good, better, and best, at least three renditions through, those, through the Mac Daddy Performa. Then you need to have your personal financial statement ready to go. You need to have three years tax returns ready to go. If you're going to a new bank, which I highly recommend uh, when you're going to buy a new property, typically you want to go to a commercial. If you want to do a commercial loan, go to the bank in that city, that market. Uh, they know that market. It's going to be easier for them to understand. And a lot of banks don't want to travel. Uh, they don't want to own your house in another state or seven-hour drive away by any means. So it's a little bit harder to get funded. Uh, from them. These are the things that you want to know before you get into uh, that investment side. So that's kind of the financial package uh, the con you'll, that you'll want to deliver and have it ready before you go in and talk to the bank. You know, the contract, the AirDNA or STR Insights numbers showing what it would do in a good, better, best scenario. I, use, I typically use 75%, 90%, and then my own percentage, which is above uh, 90%. And I'll, cr I'll create it like a P&L to where I have all the expenses with it. So if it's going to do $150,000 uh, in revenue and it's, you know, got $25,000 in expenses and $25,000 in, you know, mortgage and interest, the net will be $100,000 a year. If it's $100,000 cost, it'll net $50,000 a year. So I want to show that to the bank in all of those scenarios. And I'm going to give them that good, better, best, but I'm going to hang my hat on the better right in the middle, even though I can typically outperform the best uh, scenario. So to prove that to the bank, I'm giving them other scenarios. So I'll take my existing properties, update it based on predicted AirDNA revenue. They all know AirDNA is the gold standard. So then I'll take a screenshot of what AirDNA says so they see that it's legit, put that into a Google Doc along with my finances, show them what I'm doing, break down month by month on 12 months, January through, through December, show them the total gross revenue, show them my expenses and my net income so that way they can compare to see how I'm outperforming AirDNA. Because if I need that extra little push, that extra 10% to be able to qualify, that extra 15%, they're going to be more likely to do that if they see my examples and my history. Those are the things that you need to put together if you really want to evaluate properties uh, correctly. The last thing is your mindset, right? And here's what I mean. Now is a great time to invest. As the interest rates are higher, we're getting better deals on the properties. And we have the ability to reposition. So if I, I got a, a property that I just purchased in, in Montana, um, at just under 7% interest rate in the sixes. 
And I think it was six, seven, five or six, eight, five. I can't remember. But if I can reposition that in 24, 36 months down to 5%, and I think we'll see 5% interest rates in the next two to four years. I don't think we'll see 2.75 in the near future, but I think we'll see five. You know, that can save me six, 700 bucks a month and that's straight cash flow. Uh, if I buy at the height of the market like two years ago and I'm getting those 2.75 to 3% interest rates, that's when you see the deals coming in 50,000, 100,000 over ask. So we're paying more for the property. Then when you want to do a HELOC like people want to do today, then when you want to go in and do a cash out refi, it's literally almost double the interest rates uh, today. So those are things that you need to consider. Evaluate every deal, deal by deal, and put it on paper. If it makes sense at 7% or 7.5%, whatever you're going to pay, then it's really going to make sense at 45 5.5% 5 when you have the opportunity to reposition down that interest rate. Hopefully this helps in your next property acquisition. Thanks for joining me. This podcast is brought to you by Market My STR. You can find out information about the industry's only all-in-one marketing platform at marketmystr.com. Thanks for joining me today. Happy hosting. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.